So at this point of the programme, it's my privilege and delight to be able to welcome onto the programme again a good friend of ours who's joined us over the years to inspire us with some reflections and, and words of wisdom and so on and so forth. Now, Noreen, was that a nice little introduction? Noreen Lynch, good morning to you. <laughs> Hi, John. <laughs> You're welcome. Lovely to be here, and thank you so much. Noreen, well. thanks a lot, of course. People might remember Noreen was in the diocese for so, so many years. Noreen, you're down the country somewhere now. What, what, are, you, what are you doing I now? I am in Dublin, actually. Uh, so I'm in Glasnevin. I work with the Holy Faith Sisters, who have a beautiful spirituality centre called the Margaret Aylward Centre in Glasnevin. It backs onto the Botanic Gardens, so people keep asking me, have I gone to the city? And I say, no, I'm actually more rural than I probably ever was. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Noreen. Noreen, thanks, Noreen, thanks a lot indeed for joining us today. And Noreen's going to give us a, a beautiful little reflection today, just suitable for this lovely feast of the Holy Family. So Noreen, whenever you want to head off. Thanks, John. So please, God, what I share will be, just take from it whatever is helpful to you and ignore whatever isn't. So this Sunday is the Feast of the Holy Family, and in year B, which is this year, we listen to the story of Simeon and Anna, the two older believers who met Jesus, Mary and Joseph at the temple when Mary and Joseph came to present their precious firstborn son to God. You can imagine the scene. Jerusalem was a busy city and Simeon and Anna, like many others, were about their daily chores. The temple at the heart of it all was full of people. They were talking and moving, selling and buying laughing, crying, and into this noisy city steps a country couple, not long wet, holding a baby. If anyone even noticed them, they would assume they were unremarkable people, here to receive the everyday blessing that everyone came for for this new child. They moved through the crowds, heading towards the temple like so many before them. Now, Simeon was an old man, one who'd been faithful to God. There's many stories in our tradition about his life and what he did, but this we do know for sure. Simeon was a good, faithful man, and he believed that God would not let him die without seeing God's promise for Israel fulfilled. And on this day, the Spirit inspired Simeon to go to the temple. And there, when he saw this unremarkable couple, somehow Simeon just knew. He knew he was looking at God's promise for Israel and that it was good. He took the child in his arms and looking at the child, these words poured out of his heart. God, you can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you promised. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. A God revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people, Israel. Mary and Joseph were just speechless at these words. Just as you and I might be if someone came and held our child and captured these, this, the, the joy and the beauty of this new life in such a precious way. So let's take a moment with these words, words we now call the Nunc Words so beautiful that they're prayed daily across the world as part of our night prayer. Thousands, maybe millions of people pray these words before bed each night. They pray, now, Master, let your servant go in peace. You have fulfilled your promise. My own eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all peoples, a light to bring Gentiles from the darkness, the glory of your people, Israel. And in the New Message translation, God, you can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you promised. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. 
It's now out in the open for everyone to see a God revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people, Israel. So we listen to the words of Simeon with music. As we listen to these beautiful words, sometimes we're tempted to think they're words about death or end times because Simeon was an older man. But was Simeon praying to die? No. We are seeing as if through new eyes all God has done and is doing. Simeon was seeing what God had done and was doing. And when we pray this prayer at the end of our days, before we go to sleep, we are looking around and saying, you keep your promises, God. Amen. You keep your promises. And because of his faithful focus on God, because Simeon 
kept God at the centre of his life, in his heart. Simeon could see more clearly than those around him. Those who were busy with work and life missed it. But the old man had young eyes and a soft heart. He saw Jesus and he just knew. This precious gift of sight is not unique to Simeon. Have you held a child and just knew they were blessed and beautiful and loved by God? Have you stood on a mountain, breathed deep and just knew that the world is precious and that there's more to it than just stones and sand? Have you watched a flower or a plant grow this year, marvelling at its life force and just know that God reveals God's self in nature so that we might know we are loved? If you've had any of these moments, then you too can pray with Simeon, praying, with my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. Simeon had a precious gift to recognise the baby Jesus. But each of us has eyes to see and hearts to know when God is present. In kindness, in beauty, in stillness, Simeon was brave and free enough to say it out loud. May we too be brave when we see God in the world and say, God bless us, isn't that just perfect? Or, thanks be to God. The Feast of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Family, sorry, is celebrated after Christmas. And at one level, it should be this huge feast day in a parish when, when else do you have whole families at home and on holidays full of festive cheer and possibility? But in truth, it often gets lost, as many things do between Christmas Day and New Year's Eve, not because we're modern or have forgotten, but just because we're exhausted. We're usually so busy that we just forget this feast day. So this year is a little different. It's been a strange year, really. The usual rush that we complain about is absent. Maybe we miss that rush. The normal parties that we plan, complain about or enjoy, they couldn't happen in the same way. So perhaps it was tempting not to bother at all. Maybe we're tempted to wish the time away, to exhaust ourselves with novelties or movies or time wasters in the hope that the new year will bring us healing and hope. But in the middle of the tough times, we've also had moments of joy and hope, haven't we? In the middle of what seemed impossible this year, we've had times where it was possible to slow down, to mind each other, to be the person we'd like to be if only everyone wasn't so busy. This year, a lot of people baked bread, took up a hobby, walked with their children, wrote cards to people they couldn't visit, cooked, ran, lived. Christmas has been different too, in some ways special, in some ways lonely, in some ways unique, in some ways ignored. If nothing else, we have a chance this year to look at our Christmas traditions and expectations and really think about what matters, what matters for our family, what matters for ourselves and where we want to put our energy next year. Next year, will I be exhausted again just because everyone is? Next year, will I look on everything with new eyes and see something different? Simeon lived among the people in Jerusalem, not in a hermitage. He didn't recognize Jesus because he was separate. He kept his eyes on God. And so he recognized God at work in the world when God showed up. Maybe the invitation, as we look back on Christmas now and wonder what it all meant, as we wonder about this feast of the Holy Family, is how can I keep my eyes on God? How can we keep our eyes on God this winter? Can I recognise God's love in the people around me?
and the family I've been given in the home I live in, can I thank them when I notice that I am loved and cared for? Can I notice God's beauty in a forest walk or as I look out of my window at nature? Can I be surprised by the creativity of God? Can I see God's grace in the people in my family and home at work blessing us, minding us, making us better people? Can I keep my eyes on God as God keeps God's loving eye on me? Probably the way we have learned this year to stay present is to stay simple. If the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that there's a lot to be said for simple pleasures. When we take away a lot of our busyness, we can see what matters. Family, shelter, food, health. Simple things can wake us up to what really matters. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It is now out in the open for everyone to see. Lately, I've been baking bread. It's such a simple thing. Oh, welcome for the day without a word. Now my house fills with sweet, sweet smells. Simple things can wake a weary world. And lately, I've been sowing seeds in my own garden. They build my bones and taste of sunshine too. I wish I'd listened hard to my grandfather. A life of sowing seeds was all he knew. Lately, I've been singing songs instead of all the things that I should do before the day's through. It's a sad, sad thing that we all sing too few songs before our time is through. Lately, I've been watching love come through my own front door. We bake bread, sing and dance and drink our fill. Know the dawn and day Carries you away. The love we make is in these old walls still. So lately, I've been baking bread. It's such a simple thing. A welcome for the day without a word. Now my house fills. With sweet, sweet smells, simple things can wake a weary world. Oh, simple things wake my weary world. In simplicity, we begin to see God's grace and love at work. In faithful presence, we, like Simeon, begin to notice that God is not far away but present in it all, even in the pandemic. And so I'd like to finish by sharing with you a lovely prayer of praise for Christmas that was called Gloria. It's written by Joy Crowley. And it's a poem in praise of, of the God, Father, Son and Spirit. And I invite you this evening, if you're looking out at the stars, 
or this afternoon if you get out for fresh air, to just look around and notice, like Simeon did. Here is God with us. So we pray, glorious are you, mystery of life, essence of all creation. You are the symphony of stars and planets. You are the music of the atoms within us. You are the dawn on mountain peaks, the moonlight on evening seas, forest and farm, the rush of the city. Everything is embraced in your love. So we rejoice as we sing our gratitude. Glorious are you, O Jesus Christ, cosmic love in human flesh. You grace the smallness of time and place to teach us to dance to the music. You walk on our seas and you heal in our streets. You make your home in our lives, revealing that the cross and resurrection are one on the road to freedom. We rejoice as we sing our gratitude. Glorious are you, O Spirit of Truth, wisdom and breath of our being. You are the wind that sweeps our senses. You are the fire that burns in our hearts. You are the needle of the inner compass, always pointing to true north, guiding us on the sacred dance into the mystery of life. We rejoice as we sing our gratitude. And so we say, together with Simeon, on this special feast day, that with our own eyes, we've seen your salvation, God. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. Alleluia, alleluia.